What's up, Medicine Remix crew? And I just wanted to call in and just say, hey, what's up? You know, I, I need my medicine. I need my meds. My meds remixed, that is. <laughs> you guys killed that episode. Super sick. I cannot wait to share it with friggin' everybody. I, I don't even care. I'll share If I had a dog, I'd share it with my dog. Drop it like it's hot. I'm so glad I get to listen to you guys in the morning. Just listening to it on my way into work this morning. And I'll tell you, that is the inspiration I needed to get through the day today. Since I've been listening to Medicine Remix, I have found nothing to disagree with. My question is, am I going to have to be Become a doctor to join this wonderful community of humans and how well would a contrarian fare in such a community so you're forcing me to do something you're forcing me to find ways to appreciate the fabulousness that is medicine remix and one of the things that i really look forward to doing is to getting back with uh the awesome content on Medicine Remix and listening to that and clapping it and sharing it and liking it, etc, etc. Press that star under the applause button to favorite the station and hear the satisfying sound of showing us love. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix only on Anchor. Today's Medicine Remix show is brought to you by Baylox. For the guy who loses brain cells to his... Boner. That's just what they do. They like to sleep with everyone and everything. We're not doing it on purpose. It's just when our penis get erect, all our brain cells go down to our penis. So we're kind of retarded. Baylock's Advanced Maximum Strength Liquid loyally reminds you that you love your bae and also that bae don't play. Girl, I will cut him. Girl, yes, I will. You remember what happened last time, right? When he had said he didn't hook up with Tracy and then I had found out he did. Girl, I cut him. Guys, Baylox gives you fast maximum strength relief when you're thinking with your dick, when you don't need to the most. I knew I could make you forget about your fiance. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ain't nobody making me forget about my fiance. I love Lucy. That ain't it, is it? <laughs> it's Lisa. Ah, that's right. Baylox will kill your boner in no fucking time. It's basically hard off for your hard on. Kind of like a anti-Viagra. Diagra, if you will. A little fun fact is that Diagra was the original name proposed for this de-erection drug, but marketing experts advised Fake Farm that uh, the word die in the trade name of a drug wouldn't be such a good look for business. So Fake Farm ultimately went with Baylox. Got a little ring to it. Don't you think? So fellas, if you need some help keeping your mind on your honey and your honey on your mind. Well, just relax. Don't fight it. Just do what feels right. Bye, Denise. Try Baylock. I love that girl too much. I am not going out like that. You mean to tell me I had no effect on you at all? None at all. Try Baylocks and keep your bay locked. Speaking of locked, Keep this station locked for some more medicine remixed in your life. Peace. This week's dictionary term is broken heart syndrome. There's an expression that love can make a person's knees go weak. Women weaken legs. But did you know that heartbreak sometimes can make people's hearts go weak? The phrase for this occurrence is 
broken heart syndrome. Broken heart syndrome is shorthand for stress cardiomyopathy, a more technical term describing changes in the heart experienced by a small minority of people going through breakups, anxieties, grief, and other stressful periods in life. <laughs> I want to hear you say that you don't love me. <laughs> because if you say that, then I won't call you and I won't be in your life. I don't love you. <laughs> In these patients, the heart's left ventricle, the muscle which serves as the pump for the heart, becomes weak and elastic from a surge of stress hormones. This elasticity results in the stretching and the bulging of the heart as if the heart were a small balloon. Before I go further, I should underscore that broken heart syndrome causes no permanent damage to the heart. But symptoms still can be unpleasant. The two most unpleasant symptoms are chest pain and shortness of breath. An EKG representing broken heart syndrome could be mistaken for an EKG of a heart attack. The key distinction is that a heart attack damages and kills heart tissue because a heart attack blocks or restricts blood flow to the heart. This restricted blood flow is called ischemia. 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 So to rule out a heart attack, a doctor orders either a chest x-ray or an echocardiogram in order to show that the heart is functional but abnormally large. Stress cardiomyopathy normally relieves itself within two months, but there are treatments to relieve symptoms faster. These treatments include beta blockers, which reduce the workload on the heart, administration of fluids, and education to better manage one's life stresses. Serenity now! Most patients are over 50, and normally they experience stress cardiomyopathy only once in their lives. This event occurs far more often in women than in men, especially during women's postmenopause. Finally, we should note that broken heart syndrome is rare. It's one of many possible events involving the heart, our body's most crucial organ. Thanks for listening to this week's Doctionary. I'm Big H, and this is Medicine Remix, only on A. You know, I think that there's an element in which the artist, the lover in love, share similar characteristics and sort of dispositions. There is a willingness to surrender. There is a willingness to give oneself to some higher meaning. There is something to be said for a different kind of truth, for subjectivity, for the truth as it plays out in your own head. I mean, science has been phenomenal at empirical investigations, at deconstructing the world into little bits and pieces and isolating the properties that constitute reality. That is all wonderful. But as Werner Herzog says, there's another kind of truth. There's ecstatic truth. It's a risk. You know, the artist has to take that risk. He has to put himself in a sort of state of heightened vulnerability. He has to disarm himself. Freeman Dyson talks about a new age of wonder in which literally a new generation of artists will be writing genomes with the fluency that Blake and Byron wrote verses. How might these technological instruments empower the artist, empower the imagination? We try to smash our sense of separateness and temples of fragmentation in a form of electronic Buddhism, the throbbing bass beats temporarily dissolving the self and allowing us to merge with the other. When we have sex, the Kama Sutra, people talk about blending into one another, becoming one another, entering the subjective headspace of the other. This is 
is a wonderful idea. It reflects Richard Holmes' book, The Age of Wonder, where he talks about the 17th century where the artists and the scientists were friends, where the astronomers were poets. They talked about the importance of sort of interpretation, subjective experience. Although people in many ways are afraid of that, they're afraid of letting go of their sort of individuated self. When you pop out the other side, it was the best thing you ever did, ultimately. Those things we fear the most end up being the greatest therapies. You know, life really does begin at the edge of your comfort zone. To take that leap, fall in love, or die trying. You know what I like, man? I really, I've always enjoyed, and I better be careful what I say because I haven't always enjoyed this. It makes it sound like I'm creepy and I, I go looking for old couples. But I really like seeing like two senior citizen people, like, and, and I love to like have, you know, the, the wife or the husband say to the other one, like, oh, I didn't know that. And they'd be like, yeah, I did such and such. They're still learning They're from still each other. They're still learning, man. Oh, that's or they had that... dementia and they forgot that yeah. they really knew. <laughs> but, but no, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. You see it in the hospital all the time, especially when you're taking care of uh, elderly folks, and you see that they have that companion next to them. Yeah. It's a special, it's a special thing when you see that. It and really is, right? It's crazy, man. Like I feel like the Guinness Book of World Records needs to be at this hospital I'm working at now, because <laughs> like I feel like the average age there is fucking ninety. <laughs> They're like 102-year-olds walking around. It's just crazy, like, to think. But you that's know, where it's how, going. But, but that's, what, that's where it's going. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking of today. We did it, man, and we're doing it. And yeah. we're prolonging life. And people are going to be living longer and longer just yeah. because of what we know about the things that kill us and what, what type of things to stay away from. And, yeah. that, you know, the, the medicines that we've created in, in labs just from studying the human body. And there's just still so... We haven't even oh, scratched dear. the surface. Not man. even close. You know, that's, that's the... Uh, the big joke about medical school is yeah. that uh, only half of uh, what you learn is actually true, and the real challenge is trying to figure out which half. Nope. Yeah, we're, we're at a very interesting time. You know, it's funny that you bring this up because we're talking about the medical totem pole. This is not to belittle the job because, to be real honest with you, I think like the custodial people in the hospital yeah. are probably the most important people to keep a hospital running. Like, literally in, in the bowels of it, dude, setting but, stuff up, yeah. emptying garbage, like, Absolutely, man, but obviously not how they're treated. No, like, dude, not at, least at all. Hell no. People, majority people are of, you know, I, I always say what's up to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's a good way to live, it, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, and just knowing that everyone has a role yep. that they play in this, whether yep. it's in the hospital system or in the community or however big you want to take yeah. this example, like further and further out, we all have a place in this crazy thing that we call life in the universe and the more and more i go through life and start learning about life it's amazing this idea that within our bodies our cells like all these different types of cells have a role they're doing certain things like after you get injured these group of cells come in fix shit and it's the same when you just extrapolate that to how we live our lives and mm. the janitor in the hospital right. has his you know, role yeah his yeah. role and you know doctors have their role right. the nurses have their role the lady at the gift shop has her you know everyone's playing their part and if we just treated one another not to get all like sappy and right. philosophical no, but, or whatever right. but you know we just 
start to become more efficient of a machine. And it's true, man. This That's is what uh, just this idea that the more efficient we become as people right. interacting with one another, and then if you had like a big camera kind of looking at this whole process go down, right. the more efficient we become, the more we start resembling things that are happening in the human body. Yeah, you know, no. biological systems. It's true. Like, have you seen that that really cool video of uh, the cars on uh, the on ramp getting onto the throughway mm -hmm. to the freeway for the West Coasters? Um, and it looks like it's pulsating like blood through the vessels. Yeah. So it's these cars yeah, going, exactly stopping, I mean, going, stopping, going, stopping. Yeah. Essentially, that's what we are, man. Yeah. And I think we're, as a species, we're just designed to push the limit. We're always, as human beings, pushing the envelope. And that's just the way it's going to go. Course, and eventually, it's going to be genetic engineering and it's going to be it's all already good. happening. You're listening to Medicine Remixed, only here on Anchor. In the spirit of celebrating commercialized love, we at Medicine Remixed have a special poem we'd like to share with all the health-conscious fools in love. Here it goes. <clears throat> Roses are red. Violets are red. Everything is red. Retinal hemorrhage. Happy Valentine's Day from Medicine Remixed. Talking about Valentine's Day, and I said how I admired old people who were together for a long time. Yeah. We'll get back to Valentine's Day, but I wanted to bring something <laughs> up. So, my boy Nick, he said something to me, because um, he's got three beautiful kids, man. Uh -huh. And the problem is, most parents think that their kids are the most beautiful thing in the world. We're looking at a picture, and Nick says, man, I'm not going to lie, man. I got some damn cute kids. And, of course, me being the asshole that I am, I was like, yeah, that's what every parent says. <laughs> And uh, then he goes, yeah, I know, but I really think I got some cute kids. And I was like, yep, that's what every other parent follows up with. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, he's got he's got beautiful kids, man. And his wife, I won't say her name, will protect the innocent. Watching them interact and this whole idea of, again, couples learning from each other. It was interesting to me because I think he, you know, was the first friend, close friend of mine who got married and I was able to kind of interact and watch that relationship develop. But it's interesting to see they were together since high school. I don't know a lot of people that I still talk to from high school, much less have been yeah, with. Yeah, in that intimate of a setting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's that's bizarre to me. The reason I bring this up is because they're actually gonna have a legitimate chance at seeing like those golden anniversaries, you know, the, the 50 years, yeah. the 60 years. We don't see that a lot now. With you know, we really don't. My parents had their 25th. It's incredible, man, because being with the same person, yeah, that's dude, a that's big deal, that's huge. a big challenge. Yeah. Like you're really going into that journey. This is a challenge for us to stay together forever. Like yeah. that's the point. Isn't that the point? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people oh, lost hope, the point. Right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'd agree. But yeah, you you really you, you don't see that too much yeah. these days. So it's, and it's, it's, it's and it's uh, interesting because we're all pushing you know the date of, of getting married and the age and people are having kids much older now. It's crazy. So this idea of growing old with somebody, that time that you're actually growing old is short, man, because people are waiting so long to get married. I think you know honestly, the more I think about it, when you click with somebody, you just click. Yeah. You know, I always think it's so weird if you think about the last time you were in a coffee shop or something and you saw a girl mm -hmm. you just saw her she didn't see 
you. She doesn't even care about you. Going from that point to that girl waking up in your bed every day is the weirdest thing in the world. To understand how that happens and try to explain to somebody. It's fascinating. Yeah, I've never yeah. met this person, yeah. but a year from now, we're going to be inseparable. There's just something about it, man. When, you, when, when that click happens, you just know. But at the same time, how many times has that click happened and then it unclicks and you're like, what the fuck? was I doing? What was I thinking? Right. You know, in the calm of hindsight. So I think for me, that's what makes it tricky, man. Like when you, you think about spending the rest of your life with somebody. Yeah, everybody says you'll just know when you find the one. Maybe. I do know that even when you find the one, you still have your shitty days, man. You know? And... It's not easy, man. Nothing worth having is easy. Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't you find some, some shit is just easy, be, man? should be, but it's just not how it works. Man. Getting to like 90 or 100 yeah. and you're still just invested right. in your soulmate to the point where you know their pain is your pain vice versa like that's crazy man yeah man that, that this whole idea of seeing my boy and it was a pretty interesting thing man uh, I, I enjoyed it and, and I love the shit out of his kids it's really fun to go back and destroy any parenting that he's done and let them do whatever the hell they want and scream like maniacs and make the same puzzle a hundred times and <laughs> I think I had like 15 tea parties didn't drink a single drop of real tea but that idea man of watching him evolve and, and knowing that Valentine's Day, I think, is unfortunately a very pivotal point in this society where relationships end up speeding up way too quick mm -hmm. or completely breaking down on that day. And that's messed up, man. That's a shitty day. That's not... Fuck Valentine's Day. I always say it, man. Guys who are always contemplating what you know what they should get their girl. I say, don't get her shit on that day. That's nah, not gonna end well. No. <laughs> no, on that day, man, be the guy you pretended to be when you were trying to get with her. Be that guy. Because you're not that guy anymore. Right? Yeah. Walking around the house with one sock on, you know, <laughs> just ripping ass, taking fart walks, like. <laughs> eating cereal, standing up, you know, like you're just, you're a mess, man. And she looks at you and you know what she thinks? I don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just be that guy, man. Don't not don't be fart guy. Be the guy that you pretended to be. The guy that never spit when he talked. You know, the guy that never dug in his ear. You know, the guy that never farted on her when she was asleep. <laughs> that guy. But I think Valentine's Day is an unnecessary pressure, you know? If you guys would please just like and subscribe. Uh, anywhere you see anything medicine remixed like the shit out of it just click on it doesn't cost you anything move your goddamn fat finger and click on it you're clicking all kinds of other shit at work when you shouldn't be god damn it yeah. um, but uh but yeah we appreciate it and that's really you know the only surrogate market we have to go by and listen the other thing is fucking tell people about it man tell your friends about us tell your friends i mean i i'm always amazed man when people think people are famous like i've never been starstruck ever and the reason I've never been star starstruck is because somebody said to me once, you know, the only reason that person's famous is because you made them famous. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, stop caring who the fuck that is. Yeah. Watch how famous he is now. And it's yeah. like, holy it's like fuck, we, you're right. Yeah, we give things meaning, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we give words meaning. We give everything, man. And like, when people when people think like, oh, you know, my friend's an artist. Uh, he's the guy wants to make it big or whatever. You know something? Fucking support that. I mean, if he sucks, he sucks. But if he's even halfway good, man, you make people famous. I don't think people realize that. You make things important. And God damn it, make us famous is what we're saying. Just fucking tell people. No, but my point is, is that the only way this is gonna get out and it's ever gonna, you know, get, you know, grow any legs to it is if people tell other people about it. And listen, if you don't like it, 
Thank you for suffering through it. We love you. And if you like it, we'll fucking tell somebody, man. And to be real honest, the feedback that we've gotten back so far, fucking great, man. Like, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. And well, we're we, having a good time doing it. And this is our way to be creative within a field that really is an art and a science, sure. but art has been taken out of it. Yeah. So, you know, for, for creative people in medicine, and there's a lot of them, there's a lot of like super sure, talented man. people. Absolutely. This could be a forum for those people kind of looking for a different right. way to express their craft through a more creative means. Medicine Remixed. Only on Anchor.